When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The BHP Podcast is presented by bowhunterplanet.com. Join the hunt. The BHP Podcast is probably presented by Element Outdoors, Cold Steel Knives, HHA Sports, Grind Life Coffee, Skull Hooker, Scott Archery, and Burris Optics. Hey everyone, this is Tim for Bowhunter Planet. Make sure you check out the new podcast, Respect the Game, wherever you find your podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Bowhunter Planet Podcast. A great, great, ew. okay, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I just, might as well just stop that recording and start a new one. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. Myself, Dave Thomas, Sight Law, Tim Azarana, Kevin Conlon, and Chip. And <laughs> John C. <Cena. laughs> and uh, this is our summer vacation EP. Uh, it'll be um, one of the last ones that we put out for a little while. Uh, we're going to take a little summer break here and enjoy uh, some boating and fishing and skiing. And, I'm know, taking this RV stuff. out, man. This RV is going out. <laughs> <laughs> so we just want to do one more podcast for a little bit here just to uh, say hi, see how you guys are doing. Also talk about some fun things we're doing this summer, uh, including some reading, audiobooks, regular books, all that stuff. So we really got a lot fun. to talk about, new shows, things of that nature. Not a lot about hunting necessarily, but uh, for the, I guess I'll throw out the hunting stuff real quick, um, just so we can get that part out. So if you don't want to sit around for the rest of this, that's fine. Um, just a couple <laughs> notes in the hunting sector. Um, our BHP Live segments will come back around August. In that time, we are going to work to get all the giveaway stuff going for you guys that we talked about with Scott's Archery, HHA, all that good stuff. So definitely be tuning in around that time because uh, we're going to be doing the giveaways on the live feeds. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, as far as videos go, uh, when you see this, we'll probably have the Lancehead Archery uh, video out of their crossbow. It's really cool. And we're going to have John on, the uh, owner of the company, um, sometime as well as Michael Waddell. So we got some things lined up that are going to be pretty cool. I got a couple new Hoyt bows coming in. We're going to do videos on that we haven't done yet. Um, Try to think. And then by that time, the 21 bows will start to show. So uh, we'll probably obviously launches around August, between August and December generally, but who knows? Anyway, anything else I missed guys? Oh, we do have a 10 point crossbow video we're working on. We got to get started. I mean, Kevin uh, coming up and I think, that's it. If you haven't joined Team BHP, make sure you do so. We got all the discounts situated, so there's some really good discounts right now. Also, we're doing some fun raffles with those guys, giveaways. Um, we're we're doing bids for bows that are super cheap. I mean, somebody walked away with a brand new bow for like a hundred bucks. It's stupid but fun. 
And uh, so there's a lot of great stuff on Team BHP. If you want to learn more, go to bonerplan.com, click Team BHP, and you can sign up that way. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Definitely recommend, you know, being a part of that. We have a lot of fun with it. Anything else, Tim? No, man, I think you hit it. I'm just I'm looking forward to uh, getting some hunting property squared away over the next month or so and spending some time with the family and then coming back and hit it hard for everybody uh, come August leading yeah, up yeah. To, into the, uh, the great white tail season. So. Yeah, I, I almost forgot, actually. And we will be uh, working with the Reveal um, Trail Camera Company. Um, they will be sponsoring the podcast. But as well as we'll be doing a video on that over this time frame, um, as well as um, – you know, getting them in and like Tim saying, putting them on spots and locations. So it should be a lot of fun to get that content back. And the best part is we could be sitting here at the podcast and all of a sudden get a text and it's, you know, a picture of a buck that's on the spot. So that's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. sweet. All right. That let's start with fun. Johnny. Cause I know Johnny's might have to leave soon. So John, uh, what you have planned for your summer vacation coming up? Like, what are you doing over summer? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been doing, uh, as much walleye fishing as I possibly can. Um, going to try to do uh, a salmon trip probably in the next couple of weeks here. I got to iron out some details with, uh, with some of the guys over on the West side. Um, and you know, just, uh, we, we've been spending a lot of time up North and, you know, just spending time with the family, man. I mean, you know, as my travels are, are somewhat limited now. I mean, I was traveling a lot more and now I'm just starting to kind of get back into the swing of things. So. I'm still enjoying, you know, uh, working from home just about every other week and, you know, getting to spend a lot more time with the family. So, you know, it's taking that lemon and making it into lemonade, you know. <laughs> there you go, Do man. That. Yeah, and, I, you know, I, I plan on, you know, probably, uh, you know, shooting my bow a bunch and, you know, getting that stuff all, you know, ready to go here soon. I mean, it's no time like the present, you know what I mean? Deer season will be here before we know it, you know, fall turkey. And hopefully, hopefully – I'll be drawing a bear tag this year for Michigan. We'll oh, see what snap. happens. Oh, oh snap. What zone? I got oh. some vacation time saved. Red up. I'll help you with that one, man. How many points, yeah, man. You, got? How many points you got, Jared? Uh, so if I don't actually successfully draw this year, I'll have 12 points. Whoa, oh. 12 yeah. points. Yeah, 12 years, baby. 12 you got years it. You got to be. If you, you should draw with 11. I mean, there should be. Yeah, it's red oaks and it's uh, you know, it's one of the most sought after, I mean in the lower peninsula until you yeah. get you have to hire a guide for this. How do you get the land up? No. No, so, club, right? so it's yeah, yep, yeah, right right in our so it's club country where we're at there nobody hunts bears, so we get some absolute monsters. Tim knows he's seen them running past yep. his ground blind. Um, yep. But there's no pressure there for them. So um, you know, it's, uh, we, their, their guesstimates, our caretaker says that one of those bears has got to be probably pushing close to 500 pounds. Um, you need a, you need a film crew. Let me know. No, let us know. Uh, There'll be three of yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Every I mean, angle. It's going to be, it's going to be all hands on deck for this one, for sure. And, and, you know, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's a split season. Um, so it's, uh, I want to say it's the first week is archery and then the second week it goes to gun. So I kind of wanted to maybe split that season like right down the middle so I can at least have a couple of days of bow and then you know if need be a couple of days of gun but I you know I don't know I you know it's gonna take some logistical work I'm gonna have to work wanna, with the caretaker and all that stuff but. you want to make sure you get it done before they let dogs loose yes yeah for sure I mean that's uh that's definitely <laughs> my my plan for sure but he is on and private actually, land so yeah well, yeah well them dogs don't recognize fences 
Well, yeah, John does. Yeah. <laughs> I don't recommend running down that land. I know. I know. But not like the land we I were on. I thought it was a bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, so I mean, there's lots of exciting stuff, man. You know, I, I, I'm looking forward to that. Like I said, hopefully I end up drawing that. I've got a lot of ideas and plans and, you know, some stuff that I'd like to do with that. And again, you know, tied into like maybe doing some photo shoot stuff and, you know, some other things. So I definitely want to make it a, a memorable experience for me, um, you know, especially when, at that property. So when will you know by? Uh, I think the drawing results are July. Well, no, because the when was the I want to say June 1st was when maybe right now application and I think it's July right now. I think it's July 1st. Actually, I'll check. I'll check right now. Never know. Just for giggles, but uh, I, I want to say it's July 1st is when I can't uh, imagine you won't get it with that many points. I mean, I, I got a lot of points. I can't, I, I didn't, I have like seven. I didn't, July I that 6th. was a lot. Oh, uh, the results will be on July 6th. Uh, ooh. So come yeah. well, that's only about a week and a half away, maybe. Yeah, well, I know, and I'll far. know. I just hope that if I do draw my bear tag, I also do not draw an elf tag because I don't know how I'm going to take all that time uh, off. You pulled it for both. I always but, yeah, but that's the thing. Yeah. They're all in the same area. So you can literally yeah. shoot your bear in the morning. We can hunt elk all day. You can get it done in one day. Bro. Dude, <laughs> if, you, if you get well, a bear... Well, it's you got in your elk all day. If yeah. you get a bear tag and an elk tag, you need to just forget them both and go to Vegas. No kidding. <laughs> Play the lottery. Play the lottery. You're on a roll. Yeah, yeah. No, that would be pretty awesome. But yeah, I don't... I highly doubt that'll happen, but... Yeah, I'd take either one. I, and I always apply for the, the cow or the bull elk, too, because, I mean, for me, it's, you know, I mean, if you actually do draw that tag, and some people don't ever draw it in their lifetime, but if you do, that's a trophy to me. I don't care if it's got antlers yeah. or not, you know what I mean? I just – No doubt. How many points to be do you able need for that. an elk, I mean, to, to get your chances really high? There's really no uh, clear, defined no. – uh, points or anything like that um in the regards to that because i mean last year i can't remember what it was but i think they only i think they only drew like 100 tags or something like that they don't draw a lot yeah wasn't it there was a young kid that that got it last year i think if i remember right there was like teenager or younger that i think ended up drawing for elk I think I think that that individual actually won the pure Michigan hunt, which is oh. that. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, is the, yeah. That's the, so... the bear, the yeah. elk, yeah. the turkey. The how does deer. the questions? How does the points work though? Like, so say like I have ten points right now for an elk, and I put in for it this year. At the end of that, do I lose my ten points if I don't draw? No, yeah. no. Okay. If you don't draw, you just accumulate, just like bear. So that's why I have so many. So every year that I don't draw, I just get an additional point. Oh, so you they give you a I mean? point. Yep. Oh, so if I'm yeah. just putting it for points, I might as well just be putting in to, to actually get the lotto on the Exactly. Elk. Oh, I'm yeah, going to start doing but, that. Yeah. But if you do hit it, you got to hunt that year. You right. do, yeah. yeah. You can't, the elk yeah. would be easier, though. From what I heard, the elk in Michigan is not hard to hunt. Like, it's not – it's usually 90% gun. Yeah. You could also transfer – you could also transfer that tag, though, too. So, oh, like, to if you? I drew, no. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting I it heard out. you no, only I, get one in a lifetime. Yeah, if you even get one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's literally. I mean, the odds of you winning the Mega Millions is probably higher than you Bob drawing got, Bob, an actual. Bob got one. Really? Yeah, oh, he's got a beautiful elk in his uh, living room. A Michigan elk? Yes. Was it a farm? 
elk or was it uh he drew he drew the tag and actually he drew the tag and <laughs> oh, I mean, okay. he drew the tag he did shoot it at a farm but farm. <laughs> yeah that's that's where they are most of them are you know what happens is these farmers up there they they want to get rid of them off their property yeah but you say farm you're not talking about a high fence you're talking yeah, about no, 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 someone's no, no. private farm this was a wild this was a wild <laughs> michigan elk and he got i think it's a uh, five by four or something like that. Nice. Well, you have to, and it has to be guided too. There's no exception to that rule. You have to, yeah. it has to be a guided outcome too. So you got to pay a yeah. guide. I mean, if you draw that thing, you better be ready to drop some dough for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah from what I heard but, when they had the intro meeting though, you got like, like Kevin was saying, there's a bunch of farmers that end up showing up those meetings and they're like, dude, yeah. come hunt my property. Come here. Come here. Yeah. I got them on because they like like Kevin said like they they just destroy the property when you got herds as big as they are nowadays running through there. Yeah, they do yeah. some damage. So, and they're very they protected. So that's what it's about. It's about finding the herd and then yeah, a lot of people spread out. You find the herd. Yep. You got your guide with you. You go you know find them on your own and then there you go. So well once yeah, you find absolutely. the herd, you can kind of figure out what area you need to go to from there. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I got cool, a question. Man. I got a question for Kevin. Yep. Did uh did any of that walleye intel pay off for you guys at all? Um, I I are you talking about by uh, Metro Beach? No, 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 in the river. Did you? No, I didn't go. I didn't go to the river. I went to Metro Beach, and uh, they were biting pretty good at Metro. Oh, were they? So they're moving up into the lake now. Yeah, yeah. We're trolling crankbaits or harnesses. Harnesses. Really? Bottom, bottom bouncing harnesses and Connor caught the biggest walleye he ever caught. It was huge. Nice. And uh, he also caught a huge burbot. And uh, oh yeah, did you keep that? Did you keep the burbot? Nah, that's an ugly thing. That's real bad. It's freshwater, <laughs> freshwater cod, man. Uh, it was. You know what? Burbot. It looked like it'd been in about a hundred fights. It, you know, it had them sores all <laughs> over it and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I think it tangled with a muskie or two and uh it probably did. It and, probably uh, did. It just it didn't look like something <laughs> I would eat. Didn't look healthy. No. no but, but the thing was is as Connor was bringing it in, the way it was fighting, I thought he had, I said, Oh, this has gotta be a muskie or something. Yeah. It got about it got about ten feet from the boat and it left the water. It jumped in the Really? Air. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Well, that is pretty cool, man. That is cool. That is pretty cool. Awesome. Cool. So, right. it looks yeah, like uh, so. does it look like this? Yep. Well, yep. That's the burbot. Yeah. Yes, sir. There's a bunch of sores on it. Yeah, that's a that's a, a good that's a good eating fish right there. I mean, it's literally it's I think they call it like a freshwater cod or something like that. No, no kidding. Maybe next yeah. time I'll keep it, but it has to look a little healthier than this one. Like yeah, said, no this, doubt. This one was all. <laughs> Tore up. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, probably because of its size, you know, it gets picked on by the muskies. I don't know. No, you know that for sure. I think it's funny that John's camera looks the best and he's just using an iPhone. It's <laughs> 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 like the clearest, too. Crazy. Yeah. I'm going to start using my phone. Forget this system. What the heck, Tim? We should just, just got phones. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stupid. So, so talk about hunting. This is kind of like I'm I'm reading a book right now by uh, Stephen Ambrose who wrote Band of Brothers, and it's called Undaunted Courage, and it's about 
the Lewis and Clark expedition. It's based off all their stuff and everything. And look, you know, they talk about they're the first people who, you know, went down to Missouri past like where the fur traders went and stuff like that. And uh, Lewis describes like getting out of the boat and walking up to the top of a ridge and looking out and seeing like 3,000 buffalo. Oh, like, wow. It, he said in some places where they would hunt, they would go out and hunt, there would be like, as far as you could see, there would be buffalo, elk, deer, pronghorn. And he said they like never were hunted before. So like they would like, they would like be curious about what they were and the animals were coming up to them. They said they could go out and like food was like plentiful, you know, they could just go That's out. Crazy. And could you imagine? I mean, I've seen in uh, Custer State Park, maybe a herd of about 300 buffalo at once. I can't imagine seeing 3,000 of them, you know, just in uh yeah, they used to have stories like Yellowstone area about how when a herd would go through, it would take over a day for that whole herd to go through just because of how big they were, you know. So yeah. Jeez, it wow. is it was a it's amazing how many animals were around and that's not that long ago. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it seems like a world ago and it was, uh, but it's not that long ago in years. I mean they they yeah, we did a good job of taking out a lot of them. <laughs> And you, they talk about the bear hunt. So the Indians had told them about the grizzly bear and stuff, but like they had never seen one or anything. And they finally came across one and they end up killing a couple. But they like, they shot this one bear like six times through the lungs and it still kept coming at him to attack him. Like these things. Oh, oh my God. It, it would like, it turned out, they had to run and jump in the water and stuff. And then, you know, because they had the, the guns that were, like, not repeating rifles. You had to read, you know, they were, like, black, pow black powder stuff, you know. Black powder, yeah. yeah. Ramming and, uh, that thing down there. <laughs> yeah, so the bears charging them. <laughs> they, they had one hunt. They went out. Four guys shot at once and shot the bear through the lungs. And wow. two, guys, two guys held on. Well, the bear charged them. The two guys shot it. And one of them broke its shoulder, and the other one just kind of hit so six signs of shot and he still kept chasing them. And then the Jeez. guy would run and jump in the water. And then the thing went in the water after him. And then another guy had finally had reloaded his gun and shot it through the head and finally stopped wow. him. They're like, they're like, yeah, maybe these are. Because they, they were talking how the Indians were telling them how dangerous they were and stuff. And they're like, yeah, but they had bow and arrows. You know, we'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be after, fine. After a few encounters, they decided that it wasn't such a pleasant animal to hunt. Jeez. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I can only imagine. They're probably big too back then. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can you imagine? They're probably Kevin, during the summer, you're starting a uh, summer book club? Is that what it is? Yeah, I should. You should. I mean, yeah, I should read this book. I'll tell you one thing, it's done, one thing it's done for me is uh, – when I get well, done, done? when I when I get done with the national parks, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow Lewis and Clark's uh, expedition. That'd be expedition cool. And go along. Heck yeah! They, they said there's a place in uh, Montana. It's called the Missouri Breaks, and they said it's just like it's still just like it was when Lewis and Clark went through there. That's, That's pretty amazing. impressive. And they have a huge park down in that area, from what I remember. We were looking at going there a couple of years ago. Uh, with the camper for, you know, because it's not horribly far. 
I mean, it's it's not a it's not a weekend trip, but it's not you know a full week trip either. You're looking at going down mm-hmm. there. It looks pretty cool. Well, it depends. I mean, we're talking Montana, so you're you're talking a pretty pretty good distance. Oh, out to Montana. Sure. Okay, I thought yeah. you were talking about Missouri area. Well, he's they started basically in St. Louis, but yeah, you know that's all built up and stuff like that. You you have to get yeah, but there's a park there. right south of there that they have. It's huge. They got a bunch of lakes and they have like an elk farm and all that kind of stuff. Trying to yeah. keep it like what it was. Oh, that'd be cool. Now, place. last year when I went to when I went on my trip last year, I went to a bunch of national parks. I did go to uh, the fort that they wintered in when they did make it to the Pacific Ocean. That was in Washington. And I, That's went, cool. saw, I went and saw that Fort Calaspe or something like that. It was pretty cool. That is That's really cool. But yeah, they were, uh, I mean, those guys, it, it was not an easy thing, man. They were going against the current and they talk about, like, you know, we've got, uh, we've got mosquito repellent and stuff. They said the mosquitoes were so bad they were putting, like, lard on their bodies to try to stop from getting... Oh, really? Jeez. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah but, you know, I felt like... I feel like, you know, when we went to Custer State Park, it was just kind of cool to see, you know, what that much wilderness look like, you know, from untouched perspective, you know, for the yeah. most part, I give those roads to it and stuff like that. But I mean, that was still pretty impressive cool. to think they, to think they walked through all of that is really crazy. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, it's, it's quite a, quite a story, you know? And then on top of that, they had all the Indians to deal with. Yeah. You know, and they Same. couldn't really, no doubt. You know, they would run into tribes that, you know, they couldn't speak the language and stuff. So it was kind of, and, uh, you know, they talk about like how we, you know, we went and took their land and all this other stuff and everything. But I tell you what, those tribes weren't very friendly to each other. No, they were, Not at all. They, they were killing each other. They would take each other's women and use them as slaves. It was, uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, fellas, I'm going to jump off and go get some dinner, but uh, it was a good good talking with y'all and catching up for a minute. All right, man. See you, buddy. Take care. Good seeing you, man. Yeah, you guys be good. We'll see you. See you, John. Take care. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, that, that place that I was talking about, I was just looking it up. It is called Land Between the Lakes. It's on the Kentucky Tennessee border, so it's not quite as far as Missouri. Um, but it's not too far either. Well, that wouldn't be Lewis and Clark, though, would it? No, it wouldn't be. It's no. it's about well, no, because if they started in St. Louis, it's like well, that, about, they, I want to say it's I like mean, they started, an hour and a half. They did start. Um, they did start before St. Louis. Yeah, St. Louis is where they picked up the Missouri River, and they um, until they got there, everything was pretty much explored. You know, it wasn't yeah, new, yeah, yeah, new ground. Yeah. So, but that's cool, man. That should be, that'd be really cool to kind of retrace those steps and get out. So yeah, I'm looking forward to July. got a nice little trip planned for me and the wife for a long weekend, but then I have the last two weeks of July off of my uh, real job and uh, we're starting to plan out our uh, big camping trip. I think we're going to do a big, long UP trip this year, try to see every single part of Michigan that we could possibly see over that two weeks. So, we'll have you been to the Lake in the Clouds? 
I have been. So I, I've been all over the UP. I used to go up there pretty much every summer, but my kids have. Okay. So in the last time I was up in the Lake of the Clouds, gosh, it was probably a good 12 or 13 years ago. So it's been a while since I've been up there. Uh, but yeah, that's a beautiful place. I, uh, my wife will tell you a funny story about how I almost died there. Because um, I was, so you know how you get up to the top, right? You yeah. look over and you see right. the lake in the clouds. Yeah. And uh, they had this barrier and, I, and, and uh, there wasn't any like trails or anything like that. And I, I jump, I, I, I not climb up, you just walk up on these rocks and I'm walking along the edge. Right. And I twist my ankle and fall. Oh. My hand with the camera goes over the side of the cliff. Oh, That's how close I was. So wow. my wife like freaked out because I yeah. like I sprained my ankle, biffed it, and I'm sitting there with my arm over the cliff. That's a long drop. <laughs> it is a long drop. So it is. Uh, but yeah, we plan on going up there, and you know, so I want what I want to actually do is hit all the waterfalls on this trip. That's going to be, I think, the basis of of the trip, and then we'll take little, you know, day hops and that kind of thing. Um, well, go see, go see the Laughing Whitefish Falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a falls uh, in Lower Michigan over like um, not too far from Mackinac. Um, maybe a couple hours, you know, along the water going down towards Alpena area, but there's one there that we want to kind of start with and then just kind of work up around. Yeah, I think there's over 400 falls in Michigan and 398 yeah. of them are in the UP. Yeah, and there's, I think there's like, I think there's only like a dozen or so main falls, like really big ones. Yeah. Uh, or not really big, but big ones that they kind of, that they kind of like claim as like visitor spots. So those are the ones that we want to absolutely hit and then uh, we'll figure it out i think we're gonna end up coming back along the west side of the state doing the whole sand dunes and all that kind of stuff but we'll, well if you go to laughing whitefish falls you're about what was it about three miles from the cabin dave yeah it wasn't far oh, is that right we took uh we took four wheelers to the laughing whitefish falls that's cool yeah it was sweet it's 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 a pretty cool place Unfortunately, in the summer, you know, the water slowed down a little bit, but right, still pretty cool to see. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Dave, what about you, man? What do you got going on for uh, for the summer here? Uh, not really much, to be honest. Just uh, my biggest thing right now is just trying to, like, uh, like Kevin, just, you know, listen to some audio books, things like that. Um, right now, I was listening to this um, one that I, – so I like, I like Kevin. I like the um, – I like the war stuff. I like to learn about the wars and the world war two is one of my most interesting things for me to learn about. But the book I'm listening to, I'm doing an audio book. It's called with the old breed. Um, it's by Eugene sledge who is part of the Pacific and uh, fight in the Pacific. And it's just literally amazing. Um, it's basically how they filmed the Pacific, like the, the show on HBO. And it, it basically is, you know, the, where they got the premise to how they're going to film and the information they required to do it. So it's really cool to, in my opinion, to go back and look at these things and understand them and try to really, you know, in, in a lot of, a lot of, in a lot of things you read and see about world war two, they'll say it's the greatest generation. Um, and I don't disagree with that at all because what those people went through for all the generation of the world at that time was unbelievable. But at the same time, these guys had to come home, and live with what they had to do in this war, you know, the ones who survived. And there's plenty, obviously, who died. 
So it's just amazing to listen to it from somebody. Um, and this, this guy, Eugene Sledge is like a person who in the movie, you, they portray him as a very good person, um, in general. So it was very difficult for him because he felt bad for other people dying in front of him, younger, you know, soldiers and things of that nature. And he really is that way, but that was the point. Like this book is a perspective from somebody who actually cares about people in general, not just because they said most soldiers, you know, if, 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 uh, another soldier you don't know very well dies next to you. It's not like, I mean, seeing someone die sucks, but like, it's not like they really feel it doesn't affect them as much. Like, but him, he was the opposite. It was, he was very sensitive to that, to the human side of it. Right. The human nature. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's not cool, but I'm saying like, it's, it's a really interesting perspective of the war and uh, you know, that war wasn't even a hundred years old. You know, it's, that's the thing. People love to forget about it, but it, it really happened. And it's very, it was very dangerous. And, you know, I don't know. I just find it really, really remarkable what these guys went through and how they're able to uh, do what they've done. So anyway, book's really good. Listen on Audible. So um, doing that, I'm rewatching The Pacific. I watched it again in uh, Band of Brothers. I just started two days ago watching that again. And uh, probably that. And then over the summer, I was just, you know, I'm going to try to just get outside a lot. I don't know. Maybe a couple plans to try to get to some lake houses and stuff of that nature. Maybe a couple small camping trips. Nothing major, but um, just a much needed break just to relax and not think about yeah. anything. Are you going to UP with? Uh... Yep. We'll go next yeah. week, That's Wednesday bad. through Saturday, I think it is. That would be a nice trip. So that would be nice just to get out and walk around the forest a little bit. I was actually trying to look into, like, how can I bring the four-wheeler? Because it would have been nice to, like, actually get on the back roads. But the problem is Nopum doesn't have – they don't have one up there. So I don't want to go by myself. That doesn't even make sense. So probably won't yeah. do that. But hence why we should always got two of them. It would have been nice to be able to go in a pair, you know. I mean, when I, when I take a four-wheeler up there and go 50 miles by myself, right? No, get let's, get rid of, let's get rid of the side-by-side, you know. We can always do that. Yeah, I don't know about that. That thing comes in <laughs> handy, man. It's a beast. But, I, I you know, like I said, it, it just – in those cases, like, that's where I really – I mean, ultimately with a four-wheeler, that was one of my ultimate goals. Is you should have to take you should have bring the side-by-side home and have the side-by-side up there. Man, I gotta go pick it up. It's just it becomes. No, a I'm mess. saying the last time Jamie was out there, she brought it home with him so he could. I ain't storing it, so. Well, just for that. a week or two. I got my space. Uh, I got that empty space out at the uh, the storage spot. So I have a spot there now. My camper's not there. Just FYI. Sounds fun. <laughs> I'm not gonna store it outside, Tim. It'll rust. Hello, I, well, McFly. The, I thought you would do it in the enclosed. Put the, in enclosed the, the enclosed isn't even exposed. <laughs> that's that's in the hangar, dude. <laughs> that thing's like pristine. I'm keeping it pristine yeah, since we're probably right. not using it this year. So that's yeah. the advantage. Everything's in like enclosed air. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Where everything's like some like everything we have is like securely out of rain and water, which is really helpful for longevity, I guess, if you're playing now. Right. But um, yeah. Anyway, but I, I, you know, storage sucks. That's like literally the worst thing I've experienced with any of these toys or having it. Like that's like, it's just stinks. Like I just I feel yeah, like next, it's very difficult. My next place is gonna be pole barn or yes. a huge property where you can just park anything you want. I agree. 
Yeah, if I ever buy a lot or anything like that, I'm getting a huge pole barn to put in four wheelers and things of that nature. That's been the biggest dis thing that stinks. I mean, paying for it alone is very expensive. It's like four or five hundred yeah, bucks a month. I'm, I'm sorry, a year to park at like a, a, a trailer spot, which don't get me wrong, they got to make their money. I'm just saying it's expensive yeah. to do that every single year per slot. I mean, I don't know. So luckily it comes with it for our, our lease for the airport. It comes with a spot for our, um, for our uh, enclosed trailer, which we have wrapped. So it's nice that we can keep it in, in uh, good shape and not in the water. Yeah. Right. So that one, that one's huge. And then, um, but the problem is, you know, like, like we said, everything's two and a half hours from here. So it's not easy like that in the side. And then once it is here, you got to store it somewhere. Like That's the other say, thing, even, even temporarily, week. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like even, you know, I mean, it just, it always sucks. There's really no good solution to it, to be honest. There's yeah. no good solution. And um, yeah, so, but uh, eventually if we had a pole barn and then it'd be great to have two four wheelers to go for rides, <laughs> you yeah. know? It well, just, I'll tell like, you, I got got some meetings coming up that that it may look like a permanent stay-at-home work order for you know the career not not going back necessarily ever we're we're not we haven't decided yet but that might be what we're doing and if that's the case wife and i were like well shoot we really probably should look at having a place for the summer you know and having some property and not just rving everywhere because we got two months we can go somewhere when she gets out of work um, and she's yeah. off over the summertime, not being, you know, not being in school and all that stuff. So who knows, who knows what the future will hold, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, no one really knows where they're, they're going to end up or how it's going to yep. work, but you're absolutely right. I mean, man, this would have been the year to have a lake house. I'll tell you that right now. I'm this would have been you. the year. This yep. would have been, people I know are always gone now, like at lake houses all the time. Even John yeah, just is working just out of the lake worked, house. Yeah. Worked out of his house up there for like two weeks straight. I mean, just yep. amazing. No so, doubt. So, well, uh, good, man. Anyhow, well, should I think that's good, it. Yeah, should be so, a good July. Everybody stay safe out there and uh, we'll see you guys soon and uh, get ready for the fall because it's going to be time to go heavy and uh, make sure you get to the store and get your uh, hunting gear going and uh, have some fun. I mean, that's what it's all about. And anyway, we'll still be launching some videos during this time. So, you know, keep your eyes open. We'll have the Lancehead crossbow video coming out, a 10 point crossbow. We have uh, a couple Hoyts coming out. Um, I'm sure there's more stuff. Stuff shows up all the time, so I don't know where we're at. Um, we had some more stuff show up the other day from Botex. I don't know, I haven't had a chance to look at it, but we'll get to that. And then about two weeks from now, start editing and getting those out for you guys. But, you know, I, th I feel like I feel like most people aren't really listening or watching hunting right at this moment. There's obviously a select few of our top fans and stuff are doing that, but I think there's always a slowdown and I feel like 815 is the turnaround date where things start to get back going. People are excited yeah. again. Cause you know, some seasons do start in September. Like I think Ohio, one of them starts early. I forgot where, but um, anyway, yep, anything else for from sure. you guys? No, man, look nope. forward to seeing everybody again here in August and, uh, you know, enjoying some time with the family and getting out and getting some hunting property squared away for the for the interim. So right, we'll see you guys your, on the flip side. Enjoy your summer, Tim. Thank you. All right, guys, enjoy yourself. Stay safe, and we'll see you soon on BHP Podcast. When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.